0: Playoff week prep, bird 63, 365 with John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Jay Mack, what are you doing this morning in a playoff prep week? I know, wait a minute, the coach said he won't talk about the playoffs. Well, back with him. We can talk about playoffs all we want. Yes, we will talk about the game against the Cowboys on Saturday, but we will also look ahead to the playoffs. And as Nick Sirianni said that yesterday when he met with all you guys, uh, the Eagles were laying some playoff foundation, or at least it seems this way. And I'm going to get your take on it with the announcement of as many COVID players as they have hitting
1: lit. Oh my God. What a breakout, John. Yeah. Break- what, what, what timing of that potential breakouts. Look, man, I called shenanigans on this almost immediately. Um it, Look, I, the Eagles are never going to admit it. They've already had certain uh, people obviously that are close to the team come out and deny that there's any hijinks here, but you know, I, I, this doesn't pass the smell test. And um, you know, I sent out a tweet last night that said the Eagles are one of the smartest and savvy, most savviest teams in the NFL and people don't like Howie Roseman. I said, this front office is just Just look at the NFC East, Jody, and compare the Eagles front office really since the beginning of the Andy Reid era, because that's where it started. That was the apex. Compare to the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, or forget about the Washington football team and the New York Giants, who are an absolute disaster. I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta play the game with context. We always talk about it on this show. For all these people that hate Howie Roseman, he gives you every little advantage possible under the sun, which is his job. It's not just draft picks. I get everybody gets focused on first round, and by the way, first round draft picks. Who get, you know, everybody misses on first round draft picks. Again, look at the rest of the league. Go down the list. Start with the New England Patriots. Look at the Enkel, Enkel, Harrys of the world. Everybody misses with first-round picks. Everybody. I get that's what people focus on. Understandable, uh, but man, they are good with this kind of stuff. And they saw a loophole and they took advantage of it. That's what. That's my speculation. Eagles are going to deny it because they don't want to be portrayed as taking this anything less than seriously because you know how society is today, but they took advantage of this situation and it was a very, very smart move from a pure football standpoint.
0: All right. Um, This is of course speculation. There is no proof of this. There is nothing that you can tie it directly to other than, your own assumption for those who might not quite understand the point you're trying to make lay it out for everybody as to what they where they will be garnering an advantage if it plays the way that we think it's going to play that they could potentially be back in five days and even be able to participate in the game against the cowboys this week couple guys like I think Kelsey and Cox were planning on – they were planning on sitting them anyway, so whether they're COVID-related or not, they're probably not going to play in the game. Explain to everyone how the altered protocol rules in the NFL have changed and where the Eagles would get an advantage by putting 12 players on the list five days before their next game, but more importantly – a week and change almost two weeks before their first playoff game.
1: Well, number one, I want to say, I'm not the only one who pointed this out. I mean, maybe the most famous doctor in, in, in football, Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, he, he put up a YouTube video saying essentially the same thing. Um, Tom Pellicero, who broke uh, the news that the Eagles would be sending roughly a dozen players on the COVID list on Monday, uh, then tweeted, uh, which we've mentioned on the show, fully vaccinated players only tested if they are symptomatic, randomly selected, or volunteer. Entering playoff time, it would make sense for more players to get tested Monday starting the five-day clock, Early to not miss games. And once you test positive, this is the key part. Once you test positive, you're done. Once you get you get a 90-day window, you don't have to test again for the rest of the season. And that is through the playoffs. So there is a loophole that you could drive a truck through, which is, you know, people have brought this up with Aaron Rodgers way back when he tested positive. He's good. He's good for 90 days. It's a dumb policy. It's it, it doesn't help anyone. It only hinders teams. But there are smart teams and there are dumb teams. And there are strong animals in the forest and there are weak animals in the forest. And guess what? The Eagles are one of the strong ones, whether fans realize it or not, because of their hatred for Howie Roseman. This organization is smart, and it's savvy, and they took advantage of the rules. I'll say it flat to everyone.
0: Fair enough. Um, so you're suggesting that of the 12 guys who tested positive yesterday, that there were more voluntary tests than random tests. Oh, that yeah. they, they told players, listen, we want you to test. If you come up positive, all right, so you're out for five days. You're asymptomatic now, so uh, just the positive test is only going to well it keep might you even out. be a
1: snipple, Jody. They they probably got everybody together and said, Look, if you even have a snipple, you go test on Monday. Monday. And it if, if, if in the worst case scenario, if you test positive, you're you're more than likely going to be cleared uh for the game. You're probably gonna see now it doesn't even matter for this game because despite Nick Sirianni talking about, uh, I don't want to talk about playoffs. Jonathan Gannon, keep, you know, keep your feet on the ground, be where your feet are. Um, they don't care about this game. They, they, they don't. The one guy, Jason Kelsey, because of his consecutive game streak, I, I think he might try to get back and play a series or two just to keep that going. Um they don't care about this game. So I my, my point is, I think next Monday, you might see a similar list, and people are going to freak the you-know-what out. And it's not going to be a big deal. Hopefully, people will explain that to them. But get ready for it. Get ready for it, because they're going to tell everybody the same thing. Look, if you got a scratch in your throat, Jody McDonald, go get tested on Monday. Not Tuesday, not Wednesday, Monday.
0: Yeah, but why why are you limiting it limiting it to those who have symptoms? Why wouldn't you just test everybody? Let's take our shot here. If we don't have it, we don't have. But if you've got anything, let's take a look. Well, you they don't could have, have, have. Any they, kind could of have they
1: could have. I mean, they there's you know, they could have done it in house and said, Look, let's get this, let's test the entire We're team. Testing done... everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. They, they might have done that as well. That would make sense. But either way, whatever it was, they're gaming the system. They're gaming it. They're gaming the system. And by the way, good for them. Good for them. You can. Those are the rules. Use the rules to your advantage. We, we, I always go back to that New England-Baltimore playoff game. This will be easier for people to understand where where John Harbaugh was losing his mind on the sidelines because Belichick came up with this formation and he was hiding the tight end in, in line, like where a guard was or where a guard lines up. And, you know, they're saying, this has got to be illegal. This has got to be illegal that no, it's not illegal. It is now. It wasn't legal at the time. He won the stinking game because he found a loophole you find a loophole, you take advantage of it. You know, the problem is, you know, other teams are going to start doing this as well. So maybe they pulled the trigger a little bit early, but better to be cautious than and better to be safe and sorry, because we know, we've seen it week after week after week after week. This list train wrecks people. The NFL changed the rules to keep players on the field. The Eagles took advantage of it.
0: Here's my only issue with it, because you're right. Anytime you can take advantage of a quote-unquote loophole, you should do so. But we are talking about positive COVID tests here, and we are talking about the health of the players.
1: Well, that's the dirty little secret. And and I've said this before, Jody, and this is going to upset more people. What, what the hell? I've already upset so many people. To, to this day, I'm not going to say I haven't heard anybody, but I haven't heard many people say, "Insert name." The most uh, high-profile would be Aaron Rodgers. Hey, how's Aaron doing? Haven't heard one person. Now, that's not. There's occasionally I'm being a little bit of a uh, uh, a little bit of hyperbole in there. But all these angst-driven, all these shaming people they never say hey how you doing how you feeling you know why because they know they're fine they know they're fine these are young healthy people this is a disease that affects people like me that are that are older and overweight and you know we got to be people like me have to be more careful more careful if you're a 22 year old uh, healthy male This is not serious. Everybody knows it, but they got to play the public relations game. So nobody asks that simple question. And that should tell you everything you need to know, Jody. Nobody says, I hope, hey, I hope pick a name off the Eagles list. Have you heard it once? I hope so-and-so is okay. Because I haven't.
0: Yeah, the only possibility would be, I hope that Jalen Rager actually needs to take some time off. No,
1: that's, that, you're going to get in trouble now. That, <laughs> that's okay. that, that, you, I hope everyone is okay. I hope everyone is fine. And then you take the next step when you point that out to people and they say, oh, I got caught. I, I don't, I know they're okay. Then they go into, well, they could change it. They could, They could give it to somebody else who isn't healthy. Well, A, nobody's supposed to be around the players who isn't fully vaccinated, boosted, all that kind of stuff. That's why I brought up fans falling on Jalen Hurts. That's why those security guards were trying to get them out there as quickly as possible, and Washington's going to pay for that. Uh, they don't let fans near the players. They've done everything possible to keep people away from the players for that particular reason, Um but, yeah, I mean, every nobody asks a simple question because they know the answer. And then, and that's, you know, we can either tell the truth as a society or we can continue to lie to each other. Right. You don't ask the question, and I'm not talking about you, Jody, but you don't ask the question because you already know the answer. And the question is, hey, I hope Dallas Goddard is okay. I hope uh, Jason Kelsey is okay. Why? Because you know they're okay. Here's where I'll, for the most part, agree with
0: you, but not 100%. Yeah, the players could be positive, and they could pass it on to someone else who, even if boosted, even if vaccinated, could fall ill and become much more ill than any of the players. You cannot just dismiss that because... They don't have these guys under quarantine. They're not living at the Care conflict. They are going home to their lives and their wives and their kids and their mothers-in-laws and the like. So you can't just dismiss that. So the Eagles are minimizing that. What is the risk? Oh, yes, as you just pointed out, it's minimal. Because they are very young, highly well-conditioned athletes who, even if they are positive, chances are it's not going to have any effects on their Their lives and or most importantly for most Eagle fans, their ability to play football this weekend, next weekend, hopefully the weekend thereafter. It is gaming the system. And when you're gaming the system, you're taking advantage of something. And there's a reason why it's called a loophole, because that's not what it was meant to. That was not what the intention was when they put these protocols in place. So they are taking advantage. They are at a very slight risk putting both their players and the people around their players, at least in some risk, is it a worthwhile risk? Yeah, life is full of risks. And the Eagles are willing to take a risk here. And apparently all their players were willing to take a risk here because out of those 12 guys, that all tested positive. We know none of them said, well, no, I feel fine. I don't want to get tested if I feel fine. If it's random, well, then random test me. If you tell me it's my turn to take the test, I got to take the test. But you want me to volunteer and go take a test? No, 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 no. I'm fine. I don't want to go take a test. You think I like that thing stuck up my nose? No. If I'm not (laughs) on the list to be tested this week, I don't want to be tested. No, every one of them had to go, okay, yeah, I'll get it. You think it's better for me to have the test now? Get it over and done with? Even if I get a positive, I don't have to test for another couple of months? Okay, I'm in. So the Eagles chose the individual players who are the ones who are actually uh, at risk and or putting someone else at risk if they find out they're positive and they're taking it home. They all okayed it. They all said, yeah, I'll test. Where do I have to go? Where's the guy? All right, hold on. Let me turn my head up so you get at my nose. They okayed it. They made the call. So are they gaming the system? Yes, they are. Is it the biggest up front to people or – Uh, what we're dealing with across the country with COVID? No, it's not. You're right. It's a bunch of very finely conditioned, very young athletes. And the science says that these uh, guys are not being adversely affected much at all.
1: No, and look, there is a public relations hurdle that the Eagles don't want to deal with, that the NFL doesn't want to deal with, because what you said is true also, Jody, in the fact that, yeah, they don't live in a bubble. They go home, they, they uh, deal with their families and everybody else, in the old shampoo commercial, two friends, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and that's how these kind of outbreaks start. So you're 100% right. But if that's the case and everybody is so on board with that, you know, then the NFL and the NFLPA should have got together and had more stringent rules. And, you know, you could argue we shouldn't even be playing those games. And I think that argument would hold more intellectual honesty than this other nonsense where you're just trying to placate the... Vocal minority. I like to call them on social media who likes to complain about everything to to be honest and they'll complain about everything and it's a very small group of people. I like to call them wing nuts could be on the right wing could be on the left wing. I don't care Um, but you're a nut and not you again Jody talking to other people Um, if you believe in that way Um, and Look, it is what it is. There are rules, and they took advantage of the rules. That was all I was trying to point out. And they are a very smart and very savvy organization. And contextually, when you compare them to other organizations around this league, look, every fan base, I say all this time, is very it, it, it's very intra-focused. They don't look outside the walls of their own little kingdom, so to speak they don't know what's going on in the AFC West. They don't know what's going on in the AFC North. Um they only know what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. And to be honest since 1999 I, they're not Green Bay, but this this fan base is spoiled. This fan base is spoiled because they think this is normal. They think four playoff appearances in 5 years. They think all those playoff appearances is since 1999 is normal. Anybody who followed the Eagles pre-Jeffrey Lurie knows it's not normal. Um, it, it, there's a little bit of, 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 of spoiledness, I would say. And specifically four out of the last
0: five years. They make it three straight years, including a Super Bowl win, fall off the face of the earth last year, boom, right back into the playoffs. That's pretty damn good track record. All right, we got pulled down with joining us in just a couple minutes but I need you to go on the record here. Prediction time from John McMullen. Of the 12 guys, and I'm going to go through them all quickly, and you're going to give me a yay or a nay. Of the 12 guys, how many will be well enough, clear protocols, be able to play in the game Saturday night against the Cowboys, knowing full well that they can make their decision. When you're in the protocols, you you have to be – Reinstated, So the, the team can say, even though you I'm fine. I go out and play. You need me to play two games. Say, Ernie Banks, let's play two. Even if a guy says that and you don't want him to play, you can go, eh, no, you're staying in the protocols for another day. We'll clear you tomorrow because we'll start to get ready for the playoffs. But yeah, you're not playing yeah. today. So I need you to give me the yay or nay on each of the players who went on the protocols yesterday.
2: Well um, we,
1: could, we could do this quicker because it's not about they'll all clear the protocols that the Eagles want them to clear the protocols. remember you don't have to test out anymore. you just have to be clear to return if you're asymptomatic. Uh, so the answer, my short answer is every single one of them okay. but the context of the answer is um, not every single one of them is probably going to come off the list for this particular reason. Uh, if you have people on if the you're COVID, cleared, aren't you off the list? Doesn't that that determine
0: whether you're on the list or not, whether you're cleared?
1: Yes, but that's what I'm trying to explain. You don't have to clear them. I'm saying if they needed them to win uh, week 18, every single one of them is what I should have said. Uh, They don't need them. They don't want certain guys playing. Most notably, I would think Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, Nate Herbig because he's banged up, Jordan Howard because he's banged up, um, I said Jason might get cleared to play a series or two uh, to keep his consecutive streak going. So anybody with an inkling of being banged up or, or certainly Fletcher and Dallas Goddard, I think they want to put them at bubble wrap. They might say, hey, we're not going to look at you to check your symptoms before before the game and keep them on there because... Then you can elevate people from the practice squad without using roster moves.
0: Right. That's why I asked the question to begin with.
1: Yes. But I'm saying there's to me that, and that's why I'm trying to explain it. There's different standards here. If they needed the game everybody. So that's what I'm trying to get across to people. They don't need the game. They're going to try and rest people again. They're trying to game the system. They're going to keep, a few people on that. I gave you some of the names. I think Fletcher, Dallas, uh, Nate, because he's banged up. Jordan, because he's banged up. Um, and and they're going to elevate players or or try to elevate players using that spot. That would be my my guess of what's going on. Do
3: so you
0: think Boston Scott, although he's on the list as of right now, you got to get? Oh, no, they might. I
1: mean, he's just not hurt. So I I I mean, they might. So are, are we talking twenty five
0: carries for Kenny Gainwell?
1: Good. Well, you also have Jason Huntley and Carryon On Johnson to elevate. That's what I'm saying. So if you don't, if you want to keep Boston on it, you can elevate one of those. You might see 25 carries from Carryon on Johnson. Who knows? Uh, they're, they're playing the game as best they can.
0: All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We've got a good guest coming up next. Our buddy Paul Downwich from the 33rd team and Philly Mags going to come up and uh, talk some birds football with us here on Birds 365.
4: This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
5: The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees, donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
6: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you.
3: Seven, three. One, two, three. Because
6: Philadelphia Dreams deserve a Philadelphia Bank. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. And managing Partner Brian Fritz Badly Injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm Find out why they say We got this
5: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game Go for the hits Go for the fans Go for the win Go to Ocean Casino Resort Book your trip at theoceanac.com
0: Dragon Mag, guys. John, John McMone here with you on Birds 365. We are joined by an esteemed colleague. You know him from years with the Enquirer, doing it these days with 3013.com and Philly Mag as well. Paul Domowicz, good enough to hop aboard for us, looking uh, up and uh, Adam early. We appreciate that, Domo. I, I need to start here because my partner, my colleague, <laughs> and I'm doing this with tongue firmly implanted in cheek is suggesting that the Philadelphia Eagles are gaming the system when it comes to COVID testing with the fact that they had 12. Count them. One dozen players show up positive yesterday that the Eagles are saying, go ahead, get the test, get it over and done with. 90 days thereafter, you don't have to test again if you come back. Would the Eagles risk the health of these rather young, finely conditioned athletes who don't seem to be all that adversely affected by the Omicron virus? Would, you, would they do that to their players, Damo?
3: One more reason to consider Nick Sirianni for Coach of the Year. <laughs> yes, I See, would. And John, gave,
0: John gave credit to Howie Roseman. You're giving credit to Nick Sirianni. This, I,
3: I think it's an ingenious idea. Uh, and, and these guys can't be tested going forward. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, they don't have to worry about Fletcher Cox uh, – not playing uh, in any, you know, if they, depending on how long they last in the playoffs, uh, guys like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there's something going on here. I don't think it's, you know, I mean, they're they're working within the rules, but the rules are very loose right now uh, w- with regard to the, the COVID testing and, and the COVID list. So uh, they're not doing anything illegal. They're just taking advantage of what's
5: there.
1: Yeah, they might have done it a little bit early, Domo, because you know this league, and people are going to do the same thing. Now, there's only one week, but everybody's going to test everybody on Monday next week. And if guys pop positive, and they will, um, then they're going to be able to be eligible for the playoff game that weekend. So that's my only criticism. I mean, I don't I don't want to laugh because it's a serious virus, but um, – that's the rules, as you pointed out, that the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to. They changed them recently. And I don't believe in coincidence, <laughs> dumb. Coincidence, I mean, the massive – the Eagles made a big deal uh, behind the scenes um, when they pushed the game back to Tuesday against Washington, the first game. And they said, we've been doing all the right things, all the right things, and we get you know punished for it, essentially. Um And look, the league was just negotiating with the union at the time, trying to push through the first part of the, they've since changed it again and loosened it again. But I thought there was a little hubris there from the Eagles thinking that they could protect themselves and they were doing all the right things and they weren't going to be hit by this virus. Like at the time, Washington, New Orleans, you've seen it all over the league. But it really affected Washington's playoff chances, really affected New Orleans' playoff chances, uh, teams like that. Um, it, I thought there was a little bit of hubris, but I got to give him credit. This, this is – and, and I called him on Twitter, and I got in a lot of trouble for this because people don't like Howie. Um, this is one of the smartest and savviest organizations in the league. Few people have been around him longer than you. Would you agree with that sentiment?
3: Well, I mean, he's, you know, I've I've been critical of him at times because he's made some high-profile mistakes uh, draft-wise. I mean, we can start with Justin Jefferson, uh, most notably. But, hey, I mean, this is the guy that put together the 2017 uh, Super Bowl champions, which included some incredible signings uh, that nobody uh, even noticed at the time. People like Patrick Robinson, when they brought him in, and he ends up being a – you know, a, an invaluable nickel corner for them on their Super Bowl run. Uh, you know, he, he's learned a lot from Joe Banner as far as how to play the salary cap game. He, he kind of has gone overboard at times with restructuring, uh, but he survived that because the cap has, has keep going up and it's, it's going to just soar now that they've got gambling revenue on the, on the uh, uh, you know, on the horizon. So, um you know, yeah. I mean, you know, he, you're right. I mean, see how he's got the same problem Joe does. Uh, didn't play the game, and people are always going to hold that against him. He's always going to be, you know, he's always going to be the lawyer. Uh, nobody's going to ever say he's the football guy, and and he's also got a personality that that rubs people the wrong way, oh, yeah. including quite often us, uh, yeah. because he just, you know, he he's very condescending. Um, you know, you know, at, at one time early on in his GM uh, 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 tenure, we, he had a great relationship with the media. He was very accessible. uh, He was honest. And I I'm assuming somebody burned him or he felt he was burned. And since then it's been a different Howie Roseman as far as his dealings with us. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give him credit. You're right. I mean, he's very savvy uh, knows the rules knows how to skirt them occasionally. Uh makes you know has made his share of high profile mistakes, but you know, you're right.
0: Damo uh Dr. McMullen also conjectured <laughs> with me last segment that all twelve of the guys could potentially be cleared and would be cleared if they really needed the ball in time for the game on Saturday. Some, they'll say, nah, 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 stay in protocols because you're not going to play anyway. So you might as well stay on the list and we can bring somebody up from the practice squad, take a roster spot uh, to replace you. Uh, the Eagles seem to be, and this is all conjecture on our part, to not be worried about the outcome of this game, that if they need to sit, guys, they're going to sit, guys are going to do what's best for protecting guys for the more important game a week later, which is the playoffs. But the Cowboys are on record. And I got to tell you, I'm surprised by this. Uh, actually, I shouldn't have been, shame on me, Jerry Jones came out and said, no, we got to win the game. I'm saying we got to win the game. We're going to play player football now. And he did so immediately after the game. So everyone fell in line behind him. The quarterback said, oh, I'm playing on playing. So the coach uh, got up and said, yeah, we're going to win this game. we got to try and win this game. <laughs> and they all take their, uh, their, their clue from the guy who signs the checks. Are the Cowboys making a mistake here? Or does it really matter that much whether you're second or third or fourth overall in the conference? Do you really gain that much by playing one good game? Or haven't we established what the Cowboys are or aren't, and it's not going to be changed by the 17th game of the season? Well, I mean,
3: there's more of a benefit to winning for them than than the Eagles. Uh, I, You know, I, don't, I still don't think we're going to see a whole lot of Dak Prescott or people that are – you know, Zeke Elliott – Uh, Even though they're going to try to win a little bit more than the Eagles, you know. I mean, uh, the other part of the Eagles situation here is, and you know, John mentioned, you know, probably none of these guys are, or very few of them are going to be taken off the list, uh, which which prevents a Joe Judge situation here. I mean, the Eagles can say, well, they couldn't play; they're they're on. I mean, you know, they can't be blamed for for tanking this game to rest their guys. I mean, because most. Oh, so you think the Rams or the Cardinals or
0: Tampa Bay is going to be questioning the Eagles for going in to tank the final game of the season for the second consecutive year?
3: Well, I think even the Cowboys might be angry uh, if if they just didn't put a, you know, a a reasonable team out there. So, you know, this, I mean, I don't think that's their primary objective here for putting these guys on COVID. Uh, But it's a, it's a kind of a side plus for them. Um, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, we're not, I, Tampa Bay and, and and the Rams aren't going to have looked that far ahead to think, be offended by, by anything the Eagles have done, especially, you know, when you consider Tampa Bay's beating them and uh, feels that there's, you know, they're probably licking their chops at the, well, right now, the way Tampa Bay's playing, I don't think they're licking their chops about anybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. Tampa Bay's had a lot of injuries, obviously, and we know the situation with Antonio Brown. I did, you know, one thing was brought up to me by some Cowboys people. Nobody knows Green Bay better than Mike McCarthy. I, I mean, look, it's going to be cold when you have to go there. And if the Cowboys, it's going to be pretty cold on Saturday nights. at least the early weather forecast here, Gama, They want to get ready. To play the Green Bay Packers, if they have to play the Green Bay Packers, is there something to um, trying to get your players used to that kind of environment? Well, I don't think there's any way to get used to it, John, unless you <laughs> live in it.
3: Uh, I mean, if if you know, I mean, Mike McCarthy may be used to it. None of those guys are. Uh, you know, it's just you just you just hope for a warm spell and get your. And I would keep my team out of it until. Uh, the you know with as, as little as possible. I mean, I don't think there's you know I know there's you know history has shown coaches that practice you know go outside and practice in the you know go, worst weather they can possibly find to get ready for a game like like uh, playing in Green Bay.
1: Um You know I don't. I, don't well, just... I was with Bud Grant for all those years, so I mean I think it worked with Bud. I mean they used to not wear. You know, sleeves and he, you know, he would see. I mean, they were that's
3: where I mean, they were that was their environment. I mean, yeah. so they were used to yeah. it. I mean, what I'm talking about is a team that's like, yeah, like yeah. Dallas, you know, going there. And I just don't think there's any way they can get used to it. I think they just have to, you know, just uh bite hard and uh and, and hope they can, hope they don't get frostbite for three hours.
1: Yeah, you hope for that. 30 degree, the 130 degree day pops on, on, on actual game day. It is really difficult. Green Bay's got the inside straight. They got to be the heavy favorite here. Is that, is that, uh, do you see anybody on the NFC side of the bracket now that the Bucks are so banged up and so many issues, they were able to pull it off last year. I, I, I don't think anybody can beat Green Bay and Green Bay right now. No, I I agree. I mean, they're they're as close to unbeatable right now
3: at at home as 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 there is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just playing out of his mind. They've got a running game. Uh, they they would have the weather on their side. It just uh, you know, I don't I don't know what the formula would be for beating them there.
0: They are the favorite, and they will stay that way uh, through the playoffs. All right, Damo, I got to uh, get you on the record about this. And I just found this by happenstance today as I was looking stuff up. The Uh-oh. Eagles' number two wide receiver, uh, Jalen Omega.
1: Last year. <laughs> he's, the, he's number three, but go ahead. Quezis is he number, number three? Is sure he number three? Him? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, how do we determine that? Well, that's that? sad, by the way. That is sad that he is – Quez is number two, which is bad enough, but Jalen's number three now, but I know where you're going. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. That, that, that's okay. Um, last year,
0: his season last year had some injury issues. He played in 11 of the 16 games. He had exactly 31 receptions last season for 396 yards, 31 receptions on 54 targets this year. He's played 16 games. He's got 31 receptions on 54 targets. <laughs> to this point, he's got the exact same number of catches and the exact same number of targets, but he's only got 280 yards receiving as compared to 396 last year. So he's down 116 yards in the same number of catches and same number of targets. This guy's going backwards. Why well, is he the second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth Eagle wide receiver at this time.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna defend Jalen. Uh, I've been hard on him. But I mean the the reason his numbers are down are because most of his I think I believe 13 of those 31 catches are screens. Oh, and they're
1: very, all screens,
3: <laughs> and very few of them seem to be have, have worked. Yeah. I mean he's had a couple that, that have been successful, uh, but there's you know for the most part, Dallas Goddard's been their only effective screen guy. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Rager, uh, whether it's jet screens or bubbles or whatever they run with him, it's typically minus yardage. So that's kind of, you know, and people kid me about this, but Greg Ward should be out there, not Jalen Rager. I mean, he'd be helping him more. He'd be he'd be helping uh, 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 he'd be helping uh, Jalen Hurts more. uh He'd be helping the whole offense more. But they're not going to do that because Jalen Rager is a first round pick and they're not going to, you know, and, He's good in space, or he should be, but. He's um, not you know, even good in space, needed. though, Tomo.
1: He's that not explained. even
3: good in space. He he really yeah, isn't. I mean, that, 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 that catch, you know, that, that it was a difficult catch the other day. Should have made it. Uh, I mean, you can't say, well, I, sh- I shouldn't shouldn't say he should have made it. It's a kind of catch a good receiver can make, and he didn't make it. Uh, and yeah. there's been too many of those. So, yeah, I mean, he's been a, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I love people that tell me every time I mention Justin Jefferson over him, you know, get past it. Well, it's hard to get past it when the guy's got 31 catches for
1: less yards than
3: he did last year. So,
1: well, you know, Jefferson's interesting because he's a guy I brought up when people were yelling at me. And that's the first name they always bring up. Look, the Eagles made a mistake. There's no doubt about it. They screwed up that particular draft pick monumentally. Uh, you know, you have a, uh, what's turning out to be, it's very early in this career, but you know, one of the best first two years ever for, for a wide receiver against a guy who's not, uh, who is not even producing at all, as Jody mentioned, which is, you know, we can all stipulate to that. And my point is, you know, if you ask the Will family uh, to trade Justin Jefferson for the Eagles front office, they would probably do it. So, my, my overriding point is everybody misses on first-round picks. You can go to New England. Look, New England is the real gold standard. We all know that. They've missed on plenty of first-round picks over the years. It happens. It, it's not great. Your odds are better to hit in the first round than the sixth round or seventh round. But, you know, you get Jason Kelsey in the sixth round all those years ago. You get Jordan Mailata in the seventh round. That counts, too. That that counts too, um, and again, you look at the NFC East, Donald, and that's where I bring up the context. Would you rather have the Dallas front office, the Washington front office, the Giants front office, and you go on and on and on? Nick Sirianni is now a part of that. We got to give him credit. When you started this thing at, at at two and five, and you saw this team, did you even have an inkling this was a possibility well I knew they would get better John
3: uh, because I mean even before they started two and five you could look at the schedule and see okay you know they're gonna be lucky to be anywhere close to 500 in those first seven games you hope they win maybe three uh, and then they make hay at the end um, I didn't expect the rest of the NFC to be quite as abominable as it's been except for Dallas. Uh, I didn't, you know, I knew they were going to be playing the Jets and some of these other soft teams. But what shocked me and and what's been responsible for this turnaround has been Nick's willingness to just flip the script and go to a, you know, a a 35, 40 carry a game uh, running attack. You just don't see coaches that are willing to do that, especially first year coaches who have spent months like planning how this is going to work. I mean, he just said, hey, this ain't working, and we got to change something. we got to take the pressure off this quarterback who's not ready to have this kind of pressure on him, and it worked. And, you know, it's it, it's wise, you know, I mean, he's not he's not going to get my Coach of the Year award uh, vote, but uh, he's certainly a guy that deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year with this team.
0: All right. By the way, uh, in Sunday's game, Quez Watkins, 51 snaps. Jalen Rager, fifty-one snaps. So they were co-wide receivers too. I wasn't that far off calling him wide receiver too. That's determined by uh, who's on the field the most, not who produces the most. As I Greg, also kind of pointed out, go Ward by production. Two. He could be wide receiver six with the <laughs> Eagles this year. But again, I digress. Um, Nick Sirianni get a get coach of the year votes.
3: No, I don't think so. There's too many. I mean, again, and this is no disparagement of him because he's just done a fantastic job this year after uh, early struggles. And, you know, I just think there's too many other quality uh, candidates that jump out at you, including Belichick, Belichick, uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, um, try to go down the list here. I mean, even, Brand, you, know, you could you could make a case for Brandon Staley. Um, there's a few obvious ones I'm missing here. No, no,
0: no way. The Sirianni's done a better job. You've been doing this a long time. You know I've been doing it a long time. Coach of the year goes to the guy whose team overachieves most in what's projected from the beginning of the season, not actually what's happening on the field. But yeah, I don't who- agree
1: with that, by the way. Like Matt LaFleur, I agree with that. I'm, I, I'm voting for... Matt LaFleur. I mean, the guy's won 13 games oh, three but years I, in a row. Hold, hold on. That wasn't the question I asked. I didn't ask who you would vote
0: for. I asked, would Nick Sirianni be getting coach of the year votes and in handicapping the way the voting has gone the last oh, two years, fair. five years, that's 10 fair. years, 20 years, who wins? The guy who overachieves and surpasses preseason expectations. It's been I, that every year for the last 20 years.
3: That's I agree with. Has anybody overachieved this year more than the Patriots? I mean, Eagles. The, they're still nine and seven right now, okay? Uh, I mean, the, the Patriots. The Patriots mean,
0: are 10 and six. Yeah. yeah the Patriots uh, last year weren't four, 11 and one.
3: I guess there are similarities. A rookie, you know, a young quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I just, you know, Bel- Belichick has been. Overlook. I mean, I can't remember when he won this last. He, he seldom wins it because oh yeah, people don't give him credit because he, he had a win. Yeah,
1: I mean, I well I agree. Every year, every year the coach of the year should be Belichick. The MVP should be Rodgers, and the defensive player of the year should be Aaron Donald. But that's yeah. boring. So everybody's got to go looking for you know the Jonathan Taylors of the world or the Cooper Cups of the world. No, it's Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. Period end of sentence, uh, Aaron Donald is by far the best, but nobody wants to, they, they get bored and they want Which to go in offense, another direction.
3: You know, what I like about the AP voting for uh, awards is they have an MVP, but they also have an offensive, offensive and a defensive player. player of the year. Uh, who would, I'm asking you guys, who would be your offensive player of the year?
1: I would if, go if Taylor, Taylor. uses the MVP? I would go Jonathan Taylor, slightly over Cooper Cup. Uh, I would give him a slight advantage, but yeah, I like that as well, Donna. Um I like the fact that they differentiate because you know the MVP is going to be a quarterback. It almost has to be uh, by the way this game is set up. So, I, I, I would go, I would go Jonathan Taylor, and, and then clean sweep of the obvious choices: um, Rogers, Donald. Belichick which is boring but I believe it Donald over I mean
3: I'm debating whether Micah Parsons is is only the defensive rookie of the year or whether he's the defensive player of the year
1: yeah I mean he's been great but Aaron Donald is so good I mean and you know I remember talking to Brandon Brooks about you know I, I when we were allowed in the locker room I would ask certain guys yeah. when I was voting for the pro football writers, all pro team, I'd ask the players who's the best. I'd ask Tori Smith, who's the best corners and, you know, stuff like that. I asked Brandon who's the best defensive tackle?" And of course I knew he was going to say, I, I think I even said besides Aaron Donald, because I knew he was going to say Aaron Donald and he wouldn't get off Aaron Donald. He said Nobody else is close. Yeah. So uh, you know and that's one of the best guards in 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 the league certainly at the time um guy he's so good i can't I mean, michael parsons is great but that guy is nope. first ballot hall of fame which i got to get to you as the hall of Fame voter um let, let,
0: let me just add one here before you ask Tom a right. question yeah i'm not taking aaron donald i'm not taking michael Parsons i'm taking Tj watt uh, just wrecked that game last night for the Steelers. It's got a chance to set the all time sack record with missing games this year. Next week in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, Don, Donald could get it every year. Parsons says come out of left field to be an actual candidate, not rookie of the year. No, TJ Watson, defensive player of the year. Could you just
1: throw Diggs
3: into that conversation?
1: The kid from. Yeah. Uh... Well, that's one of the reasons the Cowboys guys, I think they're going to split the vote. I think you got yeah. Parsons and, and Trayvon are going to split. Um, I kind of take the best player. So that's why I kind of default to Aaron Donald, but best players, you know, best players better than most in a historic fashion. So I think disappointment for Eagles fans. no Eric Allen making the cut again. What did you think of the cut? Uh, I know you believe Eric should be certainly in that list in that discussion. Yeah. I was really disappointed. I mean, I,
3: I've lobbied for, for him for about, you know, I mean, for quite a few years now. And and, and I thought I had made some headway. He made the, the final 25 last year. Um, you know, we don't know the count, so I don't know how close he came to making the final 15 last year. But, I mean, I, I lobbied again this year, sent every one of the other f- members, uh, you know, com- what I thought was compelling reasons why, you know, he should he should be at least in the room for us to discuss. And what dis- disappointed me even more than the fact that he did not make the final fifteen was that Rondé Barber did. Uh, you know, Rondé Barber's a terrific player, but in my mind, he's not even the best barber in the house, Hall uh, <laughs> of Fame wise. I mean, I, I voted I've voted in the past for Tiki on the final twenty five. Uh, he's never made uh, you know he's never made the semis, but I mean he's been on my ballot. Uh, you know ronde's i mean his numbers don't match eric i mean eric i think eric's been penalized by the fact that a he made it look too easy uh which is hard to believe but and and uh, one of the problems i've had is there's finding respected coaches to make his case for him because they're dead That uh, buddy's dead and before that buddy wasn't making much sense so it was hard to use him as a guy to tell you about Eric, why Eric Allen belongs in the Hall of Fame. But Carson's passed away. You know, I tried Jeff Fisher, who I thought would be a, a terrific uh, advocate for him, and he never he, – he wouldn't get back to me last year, um, which disappointed me. I, maybe, maybe we just missed connections. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it just doesn't – you know, he wasn't – part of the problem with the selectors is they go by – a lot, they, a lot of them go by two things. One, Super Bowls. Super Bowls, uh, mm. yeah. Which, and the other is uh, all-decade teams. He did not make the all-decade team in the '90s because you had Deion Sanders, Woodson, uh, and then the the two second-teamers. Uh, well, the, both of those guys were first first ballot. Uh, the two second-teamers were the Daryl Green and uh, missing somebody else. But all four are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Aeneas Williams was the. uh, Aeneas, yeah. And Aeneas went in like five, six years ago. And at that time, I felt Eric belonged in before Aeneas. But, so, I mean, I just don't, there's there's no reason he shouldn't. I I don't know what to do next to get these guys to understand how good Eric was and why he belongs.
1: Yeah, I'm a little surprised about Rondé as well, Damo, because he was a cover two corner. And he was a great cover two corner, but I think. I thought people would hold that against him because when you think about Hall of Fame corners, you want press coverage yeah. guys. You want guys who can I – and mean, that's not really Rondé Barber's game. I was a little surprised by that. Well, it was the same, I had the same situation with John Lynch
3: when I was – uh, when Brian uh, Dawkins was on the uh, ballot. You know, I made the case you – know, you, you go into that room, you don't want a, a bad mouth – The the other guy yeah 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 vote with him because you know it's going to backfire on you people are going to hold it against you so I didn't want to but I used you know I sent them you know I, I talked to coaches and GMs who said you know John Lynch was a great player but he couldn't do what Brian Dawkins did in Jim Jimmy Jim Johnson's defense. I mean, just, he wasn't that, he wasn't good enough to do that, but he was a cover two safety who did what, you know, who did what Tony wanted him to do and was able, it was capable of doing it and was a great player at it. Uh, but they were two different players. I mean, Brian Dawkins changed the way the safety position was played. John Lynch wasn't capable of doing that. He fit into a, into a, a you know, into a system. Uh And you're right. It's just, and it's the same thing with uh, Rondé over, uh, uh over eric i just don't quite understand it all
0: right a last question for me and i don't want to put the pressure on you anything but your answer may determine whether i actually have any respect for you as a football <laughs> an analyst.
3: that's assuming um, you have respect for me uh
0: now oh i do absolutely as i sit here right now before you answer this question you have all the respect in the world for me that's, that's a good girl go. here I- all right <laughs> The four teams that the Eagles can potentially play in the playoffs are the Cardinals, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers. Which team would you have the most fear of playing as of right now? Put the four teams in order of preference that you'd like to see the Eagles play. Giving the Eagles the best chance to beat them. On the road, you know it is, because you're going to be a uh, wild card, so factor in whatever you need to for that team's home field advantage if you feel that's an important part of it. Rank the four teams' preference that the Eagles should be want to playing them in the upcoming first round of the playoffs.
3: Least want to play. I mean, the team I would be most concerned about them playing right now is the Cowboys.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm with you, you can- Dom. Because there goes, there goes my respect. <laughs> now you just gain more from me.
3: That's more important. I mean, I, I just don't see any way. Well, I mean, they lost Gallup, so that's a plus. Yeah, that, that hurts. That hurts. But but I mean they can't you know they couldn't handle the tight end uh in uh Schultz in the first game. Uh yeah, you know, I just don't I mean I think that's a bad matchup for them. I I think I think the Bucks are the best matchup.
1: That's what Um, I I, I told Jody. Styles make bites, and the Eagles don't match up well with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we had Chris Franklin on yesterday. He picked the Bucs as well. Not only did he say the Cowboys are the most dangerous, but when you left, Jody, he said, give me the box, Paul Donowitz. <laughs> you, me, well, Tom Brady.
0: Every ounce of respect I've ever <laughs> had for you, Donowitz. You, McMullen, uh, Franklin, and just keep, keep disrespecting the GOAT, the greatest player of all time in the history of the National Football. What the fuck else does Tom Brady have to do to impress you in McMullen? Please explain that to me.
3: Uh nothing. I mean, I you're right. He's the goat. Uh I just don't think he's got the weapons that the Cowboys have, that, that Prescott has. Uh, uh The Eagles. Where were only... all those
0: weapons in against the Cardinals on Saturday? What the hell happened well, to all the Cowboy weapons on Saturday?
3: For starters, the Eagles. The Eagles only lost to him by six points when they played him this season. So you you got oh, that? Oh,
0: stop it, please. You watch the game. They kept the ball up. Tom Brady said, "How many minutes do I have to take off the clock to win this game?" Okay, fine, and that's
1: exactly what he did. I don't,
3: I don't want any part of the Cowboys' defense against the, against Jalen Hurts and, and the yeah, offense. Trey
1: Bond is gonna is gonna beat Jalen Hurts into something just like he did in Week One. Yeah. and you're gonna see a, a a big pick six or an interception going the other way.
3: was right,
1: hundred percent. The, they play the
3: Bucks. They can they can run for two hundred yards. They can keep the ball away from uh, Brady.
1: Um, well, I not, don't know about that. It depends if B to B is playing because yeah. that guy, you ain't moving him. What what they need to stop, regardless of who they play,
3: is is they got to prevent what happened against the Cab, what happened against the Bucks the first time, what happened against the Chiefs, what even happened against the Jets, where the Jets scored three touchdowns on their first three uh, uh, possessions. They got to stop with the you know they were doing a pretty good job until last week of preventing scores early on, uh, not letting teams uh, jump out ahead, you know, and and then even last week uh, they give up four scores on, it was the first time in this season they've given up four scores in on their opponent's first four possessions. Fortunately, a lot of them were field goals. That's the only
1: thing that saved them. Dama, before I let you go, and before we get you out of here, I'm pushing it, but uh, you're by the numbers feature on Philly Mag. Everybody should read that weekly. Um, you, you brought up excellent points with this defense is it a mirage is it not basically you know it's common sense they've been really bad against good quarterbacks and really good against bad quarterbacks so what do we believe with this defense What, what is there anything you can hold hang your hat on and say this group is is good or at least better than we thought they were early in the season Boy, uh, you know, I mean, they've been
3: more aggressive. I, I mean, I think Gannon realized he had to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but, you know, you got down to that last possession uh, on on Sunday, and he, he only blitzed once on that, uh, you know, near uh, disastrous uh, uh, drive until Rodney McLeod intercepted the pass. I don't know that there's you – know, I mean, I, that's why – I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're in the playoffs. They're going to – and I think that's – There's nothing but positive to that uh, because it's going to give these young kids a taste of what it's like. But, you know, there's no – Brady, I think, is the only – I'm going to make him mad again. He's the only quarterback quarterback I think they can beat in the first round.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Both of you are an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment to your professions. I I, I, I really have to... Th- Just a quick question. And again, you've only been following the league for how many years? Decades. What is the single most important position in determining an outcome of a football game? Quarterback. Quarterback. Who's got the better quarterback, Tampa or Dallas? Uh, Tampa. Okay. Second most important position in determining... On or off the field?
3: Uh, Ed I, think,
0: <laughs> I would say head coach. I
3: okay. would say
0: quarterback one, head coach two. That's right. just me. Who's got the better head coach, Tampa or Dallas?
3: Um, Oh, without a doubt, Tampa. I mean, it'd yeah, be okay. Thank way you. Way. I rest my case. Thank you
0: very much for coming on the show, Damo. Appreciate it greatly. <laughs> um, for- if I had the ability to strip you of your Hall of Fame vote, despite your impassioned plea for Eric Allen, which I agree 1000% with, you would be stripped of your vote.
3: Well, this man hates the Cowboys, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't like he yeah.
1: doesn't like the Cowboys.
0: I'm just. We're not you,
1: criticizing Tom I'm Brady or Bruce Aries. giving my honest
0: evaluation of the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going we're, forward. We're saying
1: next Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. You said Antonio Brown was going to be back, and Chris Godwin didn't have ACL surgery, and and Mike Evans was healthy. I'd be with you. I'd say they got no shot against the Bucs. They're banged <laughs> up, and they're we're giving we're giving tom more credit than than
3: even you know because he i mean he's doing this with a with a you know with a cast that's oh oh and he's gonna do it again this playoffs mark my
0: words he's gonna do it again because he always does he probably will you You guys will will know cyril grayson a former lsu track star didn't even play football at LSU who's now catching touchdown passes for the Bucks? Why? Because they're coming from Tom Brady, who you both have disrespected. And uh, Are you not going to vote for Brady when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Your fellow fellow voters should go, you know, Damo, you thought the Eagles should play him back in 2021. Why would you make the case for Brady as a Hall of Famer? (laughs) Uh, Damo, thank you very much. If John insists, we'll have you on again. That's up to him. I'm, not gonna, uh, it's, I'm just along for the ride here. So,
1: my phone. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> thanks, Dyke, buddy. Appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. That is Paul Darmich from the 33rd Team and Philly Mag here on Birds 365. It's just embarrassing.
5: We but might. We-
0: because of that because we, we will we shoulder on out. for the yeah. last 57 minutes of today's show McMullen and mcdonald here with young birds 365
4: this is joe krause of krause's Coats, inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter go to krause's Coats on facebook to help those who've served have a happy holiday
5: The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees, donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
6: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven,
0: four, three. One, two, three. Because
6: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say we got this.
5: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. <coughs>
0: Magamac guys here with you on Birds 365. Yes, we ran a little long because I couldn't believe what Mr. Domwich just said. I all, all my NFL experts that I'm supposedly surrounded by that are just <laughs> showing complete disrespect to the greatest quarterback of all time. And just let me get on the record: I hate Tom Brady. I always have.
1: I love Tom Brady. Just to I hate
0: Brady. him with a passion. There's a big, ugly green streak running down the back of my. uh, Yeah, you're a Jets carrier. It's Jets related. I know the Eagles lost to him as well in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I got no use for Tom Brady, but I respect the hell out of him. He is not even possibly questioned as the greatest quarterback of all time, and I have to give him his just due for what he's done and what he continues to do, despite the fact that I hate him with a passion. But he's the greatest quarterback of all time, and you want no part of him in the upcoming, no part of him in the upcoming playoffs. And oh, by the way, yeah, they got shut out by New Orleans a couple of uh, weeks ago.
1: They won last week. By the way, here's where I'm giving, you know, I can't speak for Damo, but here's where I'm giving Tom Brady actual respect. I, I said... Look, I'm not as far as Domo and Chris Franklin. They both said they would want Tampa Bay. I didn't go that far. As you remember, I said True. I would take Arizona first. And that's because in this Bruce Arians, they have more playmakers in Arizona. It's not even close. But that's because of Tom Brady and Bruce Arians at versus Clip Kingsbury more than, you know, I like Kyler Murray. He's not Tom Brady though, let's be honest. Um so I'm actually giving them respect and putting them ahead of a team with with far more playmakers because I don't want to deal with that quarterback mainly. Bottom line is whoever whomever the Eagles play, uh, they're not gonna be favored. They're gonna be up against it. Uh whether it's the Rams, Cardinals, um, Cowboys. Who am I missing? Who's the board team? Rams, uh, Card- Cardinals, uh,
0: Cowboys, Bucks, and and yeah, Cowboys, uh, Bucks. Uh, Rams and
1: Cardinals. Uh, They're going to be up against it no matter who they get. I think the worst style matchup is the Cowboys. That's where Damo and I agree. I just don't think the Eagles match up well. Gets a little bit help with Michael Gallup, but they have Cedric Wilson as well. So I don't know how much help that is. Um, I just don't like that matchup. So uh, either way, I mean, they're not going to be favored no matter who they draw. They're not going to be favored, and I think the Cardinals and the Rams are preferable to the the Cowboys and Bucks.
0: The Cowboys this year finished as of now eleven and five, right? And Eagles are nine and seven. For Eagles yeah. are two games behind the Cowboys. The results are eerily similar, except for two games. One was. The Cowboys didn't lose to the Giants. And we know the Eagles shot themselves in the foot in that Giant game, played their worst game of the year, never should have lost it. They did. No excuses. Jalen Hurts had his worst game of the year. Dak Prescott didn't do that either time he played the Giants this year. Any other game is when they played each other. That's it. Otherwise, their their results are eerily similar. They both got a crack at Mahomes. They lost. They both got a crack at Brady. They lost. They both went out to Oakland and played Derek Carr, and they lost. The Eagles actually beat the Broncos, which the Cowboys couldn't do, but the Cowboys beat the Chargers, which the Eagles couldn't do. Their results are, like, very similar except for two games, one giant game, and when the Eagles played the Cowboys early in the season, and I know the Eagles got their tails kicked down in Dallas, but this is a different Eagle team than the September Eagle team. They hadn't established themselves as the best rushing team in the National Football League. They hadn't wisely put T.J. Edwards in as their best linebacker yet. And they got their tails kicked by the Cowboys early on. I give you that. That's it. Otherwise, the Cowboys are the Eagles. The Eagles are the Cowboys. Why are you running scared of the Cowboys? I don't know.
1: Well, you know me, I I say it all the time. I'm going to use the word context for the 57th time. Look, the Cowboys uh, uh, are not a, a dominant team. I don't think they're Green Bay level, obviously. They lose games they shouldn't have lost at certain times this season. But if you put the microcosm, they sure as heck – play Tampa tougher than the Eagles did people point to the final score of the Eagles, but you and I know what that game was. You bring it up all the time. And I agree with you. It was not a close game. And the, the bucks took the foot off the, the gas well, week one, when the bucks were completely healthy, that's when people got to saying, Oh, guess what? The Cowboys are pretty good because they really pushed the, uh, Super Bowl champions, uh, to the limit. Um, that's one. If you look at their Kansas City loss, that was the COVID game for them, where they were without Amari Cooper. I I think you know Gallup was out at that time. Uh, I think CD Lamb was out as well, and they lost. They scored like nine points. Um, okay, you know, and 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 certainly they didn't play well against the Arizona Cardinals. We, we saw the Arizona Cardinals lose to the Detroit Lions. Not only lose, get routed. This is the NFL. I'm not going to say the Cardinals are a bad team because they lost to the Detroit Lions. They had a bad week. Uh, The Cowboys didn't play well last week. But I look at those receivers. And again, Gallup, they lost Gallup. That hurts. Um, The C.D. Lambs, the Amar Coopers, the Cedric Wilsons. I look at that offensive line, which is top five. The running backs are probably a little bit overrated. I think Pollard's better than Elliott at this point. The quarterback hasn't played as consistently as you would like, but you know he can play at a high level. You've seen it. I've talked about that defensive line, which has been amazing since Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence has come back. We just talked about two Defensive Player of the Year candidates with Paul Domowitz and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. I don't know, Jody. Man, that is a top point to me where where the Eagles have the advantage against the Dallas Cowboys. I can point to you with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at least because of the injury issues and the playmaking issues. You know, there's no more Chris Godwin. That's Tom Brady's guy on third down. Um, he's, he's done for the season. Leonard Fournette, uh, uh, you know, Big game, Lenny, whatever they call him down there. He's he's not playing, um, so they don't have their their key running back, uh, in their dealing with with Ronald Jones, who's okay, but he's not going to scare anybody. You know, Scotty Miller's of the world. Um, I don't even know who 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 caught a touchdown pass against the Jets. Cyril Grayson. Yeah, I mean, all right. Would you rather deal with Cyril Grayson or C.D. Lamb? I don't I don't know i don't know am i crazy i'd rather deal
0: with dak prescott than tom brady oh i agree
1: with you there it
0: all starts with the trigger man it all starts with the guy who gets the ball snapped to him and i'm sorry tom brady has his playoff history and dak prescott has his and i want no part of tom brady's playoff history facing off against him this year in the postseason none
1: well, yeah. I'm like I said, I'm not to the point, I'm not gonna say that's the team I want. The team I would want is Arizona. And that and I stand by it because I don't think the coach is very good. You right. mentioned the And they got the, they
0: have no playoff experience.
1: Yeah. Um and that's why. So you look for maybe an advantage. Um I don't think they have an advantage projected against any of those four teams, but I think they have a better chance uh, against the Cardinals or the Rams than the Cowboys or the Bucs. That's where I am. All right. And I would rank the Cardinals as
0: the team I want to play first for the reasons that we just stated. I would rate the Cowboys second. I think Aaron Donald has a better chance to wreck the game than any of the Cowboy defensive players. So, and I'm not a Matthew Stafford guy, but he's sad about the same playoff success as Dak, which is none. And, yeah, I'm staying away from Brady. He is the numero uno guy that you want no part of. All right, uh, we take a quick timeout, come back. Still got plenty of show to go here on Birds 365. When we come back, I got to give John McMullen his props, despite Ooh. the fact that he, Martin, uh, uh, Chris Franklin, and Paul Domwich are continuing to show their – uh, misunderstanding of the game of football. He did a solid for one of his fellow Eagle beat writers yesterday, asking a follow-up question on uh, Nick Sirianni's plate as to what they called their plays and how the uh, TV coverage may have ruined a play for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll come back. We'll discuss that next year on Birds 365.
4: This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
5: The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
6: field of life. First trust bank is there for you
0: Seven, three. One, two, three. because
6: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley law firm and managing partner brian fritz badly injured call the fritz and beyond cooley law firm find out why they say we got this
5: go for the midnight tears. go for the game go for the hits go for the fans go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com
0: Mac Mac guys, Jan Burch 365. The countdown is on to a matchup against the Cowboys. And I'm sorry. Oh, oh excuse me. I had to yawn uh, with the game coming up against the Cowboys and the Eagles, which is unfortunate because you want every Cowboy Eagle game to have a ton of meaning. And it's just not there for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and my continued uh, surprise that uh, all my fellow football insiders have this. Utmost respect for the Dallas Cowboys, which I don't understand. Um, And when (laughs) Derek Barnett makes his biggest play of the year this week by rolling the ankle of Dak Prescott, who apparently is supposed to start for the Cowboys, and you get Cooper Rush against the Eagles next week, we'll see if the Eagle uh, experts here continue to say, well, they match up badly against the Cowboys with Cooper Rush at the helm for the Cowboys. Disrespect for Brady. Anyway, um, uh, kudos to you, John McMullen, watching the uh, video of uh, Coach Sirianni yesterday. Martin Frank, the outstanding uh, reporter that he is, went directly to the first state, a.k.a. Delaware, who he writes for. Uh, And he said he picked up on the tape on Sunday, Jalen Hurts calling out a play called Delaware or signifying a play called Delaware and Nick Sirianni got a a grin on his face like the cat who ate the canary and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little too close to the cameras that happens. to us. we have to scout the TV tape after the game to make sure things like that don't happen, the people who we played down the road aren't picking up on our calls, but sorry, Martin Frank, it's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with Delaware. But I'll tell you right now, we won't be calling that play Delaware anymore. Because now everybody knows that play is Delaware. And he, he gave Martin a half-baked answer. And then you followed up with a question to do him a solid. It like, what else can we look for, coach? Uh, we all have to pay that much more attention to the TV tape now? And uh, he actually got a kick out of it. So I tip my cap to you because you guys, I know, are both a competing but tight-knit group. And you did a solid for our boy, Martin Frank.
1: Yeah. I I mean, it was pretty clear that, well, no, I, you know, I like Martin, everybody uh, we get along, but uh, um, I just thought it was, I, it it was pretty clear. I was about halfway through that particular press conference before it was my turn. And it was pretty clear by that point, Nick wasn't going to give you anything about the playoffs. So I said, well, what's interesting. And, that was interesting, and that's the kind of thing Nick likes to talk about. And What I like about Nick is he gives you uh, information. He tries to educate fans. He tries to give them explanations. I I like that as opposed to some other coaches. We'll yeah, see uh, how long.
0: If you let me interrupt you for just one second, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't believe that. I believe both he and Gannon, and they're a lot alike in this uh, way, I think they like you guys. Oh, well, I think they, they respect yeah. the job that you're doing, and they're trying to give you nuggets to be able to do your job. I don't know that he's looking to educate anyone. I think he's just a good dude who wants to help out the guys who are working hard covering the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: No, that part's true. Yeah, we have a good relationship um, with with uh, Nick Sirianni and uh, Jonathan Gannon. Um, so that part of it is is true as well. They try to help us as much as possible uh, to, to help us do our job. But he likes talking about football. And he likes talking about um, the intricacies of the game. You know, you've seen it in the past when he, you know, that sort of play that blew up uh, the Supruder film play against the Giants. He gave a, a long explanation as to why the screenshot that you probably saw over social media didn't mean that much. He, you know, uh, same thing with the Dallas Goddard screenshot a couple of weeks ago, uh, where he's wide open in the end zone. Somebody, Hey, Dallas Goddard's wide open. You know, he explained in detail why he wasn't wide open in, in the quarterback's progression, uh, because of the coverage that was, uh, Employed by the Giants and uh they blew the coverage, and you know the quarterback doesn't come into a play with a default setting. Hey, they might blow the coverage completely. No, they're in a position to stop Dallas Goddard so you move on to the next pro- progression, and then your head's the other way, and yeah, you don't see the blown coverage over there. Um he does that all the time. So he, he likes talking about the intricacies of of football um so i think it's probably all of it he does like to educate fans he likes to help the media and he likes talking about uh ball as he would like to say
0: he is a ball coach who does like to talk ball all right you uh in giving your answer about uh, that play against the Giants where it looked like Dallas Goddard was the most wide open player in the history of the National Football League. Um, But it wasn't necessarily a mistake that the quarterback made. I do want to ask about the quarterback. After the game that he had this past week, John, I'm up to 95% that Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. The 5% that I have left isn't even The bad games that he's had, and the Giant game was one of them. The open guys that he's missed, bad passes, not accurate enough. The 5% that's left for me is for, as you like to call them appropriately so, a few players. Could Russell Wilson actually come on the market and have Philadelphia as one of his destination places and the Eagles have the draft capital to get him? If they can get Russell Wilson, I think they have to investigate it. I don't think the Sean Watson is going to be over his legal battles by the beginning of next year. And you're going to want to make a trade for him at some point. Not You don't want to trade for him on September 1st and say, all right, throw him in, let's go. After an, a playoff season, that's not going to be acceptable. I don't know if that's going to actually come to fruition that he's going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept a trade to Philadelphia. But you have to keep the door open for a few players just in case. But that's all it is to me now. It's down to 5% out of the 100% of who's going to be the Eagles' starting quarterback next year. I was tremendously impressed with Jalen Hurts' past game. I know his numbers weren't huge but, huge, but the Eagles were on the ball. So he's never going to pass for three. It's going to be very infrequently. The Eagles are going to have to be down 21-0 in the first quarter for Jalen Hurts to throw for 350 yards. He's just not going to do it. Cause that's not the type of team that they are. I'm up to 95%. Jalen hurts is going to be their quarterback next year. What percentage would you say you're at right now?
1: I like that percentage. I don't like when we agree, we agree here. It's about 95%. I said that I'm leaving the door slightly ajar uh, for that type of player. You just mentioned most notably Deshaun Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, Watson more than even Wilson because of his age, I get, again, and I'm, I hope everybody knows I'm talking about it to Sean Watson, who was over his legal issues. So if he's not, that changes the, uh, the obviously the the whole situation where, where I do believe the door is closed is, is the draft. It's still early, but it's becoming very clear that there isn't going to be that guy that shoots up the board, that people love to the degree that they think is going to be a certain franchise quarterback. Uh, You know, maybe that changes by the senior bowl. We'll see. I doubt it. Um, So I think you can close the door on the draft uh, until next season. But, you know, Damo just said there's nothing uh, negative about a playoff appearance. I'm going to slightly disagree there, and I've said this in the past. There could be a negative if you make more out of it than it is. It's a nice little run. You get in as the 17, maybe the 16. doubt it, but who knows. Um, you can't over that and say we're close because we just mentioned those teams, and we're all arguing. Well, who would you rather face? And maybe they can run for 200 yards. Well, guess what? They're going to be significant underdogs against all four of those teams. They're not close to being a championship. And they're certainly not close to the Green Bay Packers. Um, who's not even going to play uh, on, on, on the first weekend. So you can't over-inflate that and say we're closer than we really are. And... You know, I, I've said for a while now, this 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 decision at quarterback is not as difficult as people think it is. I think, you know, there was this weird, okay, he's getting a year to prove himself. No, it doesn't have to be a year. Could be two years, could be three years. Um, and if they can get better, they will get better. If they can't, they won't. And that's where I think the Eagles are. But I think they have to keep the door open to realize, because I'm watching that game, Jody. You brought up he's never going to throw for 300 yards. He could have thrown for 300 yards against the Washington football team. They were bad in the secondary. Devontae Smith was getting open. Um, the Eagles didn't want to go away from their game plan of, of of running the football. Understandably so. It wasn't as effective. Um. They had some wide-open receivers. Now, part of it is the receivers. We spent some of the first hour talking about, you know, who's number two, Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager. Who cares, really? They both stink. Um, Greg Ward, I know he's your guy. All right, I don't care. Play him instead of Jalen Rager. What do I care? It's not going to help you. Um, Maybe it's the best you could get. It's not, is he going to help you? Is he going to help
0: you more than Jalen Rager? That's the only question you have to answer, John. Not is he a top? Yeah, but I'm future? talking is he about long La- I'm, 50 I'm, yards? Is he I'm, I'm get talking about the I only knew, question I is, is to than Jalen Rager. That's all you have to ask. Stop the the question ends right there.
1: But we're talking about something different. We're talking about the future now. My my point is, you got to get better. Whether it's Rager, Watkins, Ward, JJ, you got to get better. As I said. I wouldn't be averse to blowing the whole room up outside Devontae Smith and turning the whole thing over and bringing in all new receivers. That's how bad it is. Is my point. So you do have to, you do have to put that into the equation of why this team is not a high-volume passing team as well as the quarterback. But man, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are always open always open and you think about it Jody they shouldn't be because nobody should be concerned about the other receivers you bracket Goddard you could bracket Devontae and say okay go beat me Quez Watkins go beat me Jalen Rager go beat me Greg Ward um that's what you should do uh they're still open uh So those those players are really top tier. I would say Goddard's already top five tight end in this league, and Devontae's on his way. And if they ever get a higher volume passer, he'll probably be in the top ten receivers very very quickly. That's how talented he is. so you have to leave the door open. You have to leave the door open and say, if we can get better at the quarterback position, if it falls in our laps, and you got to you got to pull the trigger. You can't over inflate this playoff berth. But I'm with you as far as 2022 goes. 95 percent, Jalen Hurts is back right. as the starting quarterback.
0: The only way that I could see him regressing is if they happen to match up in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. And he can't beat that Brady guy who has been continually (laughs) uh, disrespected on his show over the last (laughs) two days. uh, Who, oh, by the way, he's still got Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. Yes, I understand Godwin is done for the year. And uh, Mr. Brown walked out and threw his uniform into the stands. I don't know how much of a hindrance that actually is. He's a talent, and Brady likes him, but I don't think the the drop off production from him to anyone else is going to be all that great. Somehow, those two guys, uh, Evans and Gronkowski, have combined for eighteen touchdowns this year. Eighteen. Which two Cowboy players have eighteen touchdowns? I'm not sure there's anyone that have that those kind of numbers. But
1: well, let me let me go. You know, when the Eagles beat the Jets, what did we say? After that week, what did everybody say? Not it's me, the Jets. Yeah, what the hell? Why did Tom Brady in the box have so much trouble with the New York Jets? Well, until they needed to, and then marched it down the field 80 plays with a minute and
0: no timeouts left. But he did the same thing you did to the Eagles, he toys with you until he needs to stick a needle in your eye, and he does just that.
1: Again, I'm not criticizing Tom Brady. I'm criticizing his supporting cast at this point. That that is my criticism. It's not as good as it once was. That's all. I mean, it, to 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 just wipe out Chris Godwin and and who is the third down guy, um, and say that's not valuable to Tom Brady, especially at this stage of his career. Who, let's be honest, he dominates in the middle of the field. Um, that's what he does better than anybody else. Uh, Playoff Lenny, to say that's not an impactful loss, I don't know. I think it is. Um, You know, he's been – he was a big part of their Super Bowl run, certainly hasn't lived up to his um, draft status when he was coming out, but he was a big, big part of that run. Um, I – you know, Rob is is Rob Gronkowski – um, first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not what he once was when he was in New England at the at the height of his career. He's not. I I would say Dallas Goddard is a better tight end than Rob Gronkowski right now. Do you want Do you um,
0: want to compare the numbers?
1: Um, n- n- no, because he is a high volume quarterback, and I I don't think you know. Again, which numbers are you talking about? We can go. Film numbers, we can go We can go statistics. Again, Dallas Goddard is...
0: Usually I equate numbers to statistics.
1: Yeah, but receivers are at the mercy of their quarterbacks. We know that. We talk about that all the time. Devontae Smith's numbers aren't very good, but you're aware that he's a good receiver when compared, and, and when I say not very good to high-volume receivers, guys who put up these extraordinary numbers, like Jamar Chase. I mean, look at Jamar Chase's numbers compared to Devontae Smith. You'd say, well, Jamar Chase is is a heck of a lot better than Devontae Smith. He might be better. Uh, He's not a heck of a lot better, but he's got a quarterback that can throw for 525 yards one week and 400 and whatever yards the next week. I mean, that's part of it, Jody.
0: I understand that. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a guy who's throwing for more yards than anyone in the national Yeah, and
1: here's the key. What was again. this year. Here's the key, and nobody can answer this question. What would Dallas Goddard's numbers be with Tom Brady throwing the football? I don't know, but I know they'd be better. And I think they would be better than Gronk's at this stage of his career. I think that. I can't prove it, but I think it. Understood.
0: Um, but uh, the real debate we're having is the Bucks or the Cowboys, would you like to compare Gronk's numbers to any of the Cowboy tight ends?
1: No, we stab- you know, the Cowboys uh, have good tight ends, but certainly not at that level. Um, but the Cowboys issue is more the receivers, obviously. And with Cooper and Lamb, and even though uh, uh, Gallup is down, they have impressive depth with uh, Cedric Wilson as well. Um, so they're, you know, everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. Uh, When it comes to playmakers, their strength is more the receivers than the tight ends. Um, And, you know, it's – when Gallup is out there, it's probably the best receiving group. I don't know if it's the best anymore, but it's still top five with Cedric Wilson. Right. I like Cedric Wilson. He's a nice player. That's one thing Dallas
0: has is uh, some depth – at the wide receiver position. All right, uh, we started the show talking about the 12 Eagles ending up in the COVID protocol yesterday. You, uh, maybe just slightly more heavy handed than me, I'm not disagreeing with you, John, uh, are suggesting that the Eagles have kind of gamed the system and gotten guys into the COVID protocols so they can get them back out before the game this week possibly if not certainly before the game next week when they're in the first week of the playoffs and then they don't have to worry about them again for the rest of the year they do not need to be retested once you have tested positive and been cleared to play you don't have to test anymore for the rest of the year and yeah that's kind of a plus for the eagles at this stage and both you and i agree that they figured that out and figured it was time to get a bunch of guys tested. And if you test positive, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It gets you out of being tested again the rest of the year. But they do have a couple of positions that kind of left in the lurch this week, one of which is running back. We know that Jordan Howard isn't 100%. He sure as hell didn't look like 100% running on Sunday. And uh, Boston Scott also tested positive. Uh, We know that Miles Sanders isn't going to play. The coach did tell us that yesterday, and he didn't even tell us that. He said, well, I'm not going to make a final designation, but it's pretty likely that he's going to be out this Saturday against the Cowboys. Where are they going for running back for this game, John? Are they going to – and, God, this will give you guys so much ammunition. Are they going to get beat
1: 45 to nothing by the Cowboys this Saturday? Um, Well, if they keep everybody on the COVID list, they might get trucked. You know, yeah, I don't know about forty-five nothing, but it could be ugly. It could be we've seen these games, uh, and you've seen how ugly, whether it was Ian Book in, in New Orleans or Jake Prom with the Giants against the Eagles. Oh, Derek but they
0: Jones. got the, the Eagles got Gardner Minshew, he's the man. Yeah, he was well, great
1: against the Jets. That's true, and he's better certainly than Sean Mannion or somebody like that, who who you got to see on Sunday nights if you're watching that game and but some of these COVID games have been really, really ugly. And yeah, that'll be the case here. It might be, as I said, carry on Johnson and Jason Huntley running the football. You know, uh, the good, the, the reason they have these oversized practice squads is for this very example. And you just bring those guys up. And look, other than Jason Kelsey, because of the streak. I think wants to play probably a series or two. uh, They might sit all these guys. And if they sit all these guys, you're going to see all those practice squad guys elevated. And you're going to see the Christian Ellis's of the world, the Raquan Williams, Jacoby Stevens, Mac McCains, uh, Cameron Malvo's, Jared Maidens, excuse me, Deion Keynes, those players. That's who you're going to see your favorite, favorite Eagles.
0: All right, uh, let's just give the listeners, viewers, a little tutorial on uh, roster manipulation. On Saturday night, the Eagles roster will be numbered at what? How many players?
1: Uh, 47. 47.
0: You are allowed to have how many on your roster, which means you got how many inactives?
1: Uh, It depends who's healthy, who's on the COVID list. On on a normal
0: week, sans COVID or whatever else.
1: Yeah, six. Uh,
0: Six. So it's 47 to 53. If you have players on the COVID list, you can just add players from the practice squad directly onto the active roster and go above and beyond 53 players, Correct.
1: Well, no because you're always at 53 because remember the guys on the covid list. So all those guys don't count against the 53 men. That's roster. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um you're always your number is always 53 if you want to get to 53, if you want to get to 51, if you want to get to 50, whatever. As long mm-hmm. as you have enough players to play. But you can't go above uh 53. But all those guys are wiped off, and that's why you could bring the co- that right. practice. That's why I'm up.
0: saying players who are it, – it's not like if Jason Kelsey – well, we won't use Kelsey because I think you're right. I think they're going to try and get him in so that he can keep his streak going. Fletcher Cox, I think there's very little chance that Fletcher Cox is going to play this week. He's going to still be on the Eagles 53. He's not going to be on their 47. If you're saying, well, he's not on the 53 if he's on the – well, yeah, but he is. It's not like he's being cut. So you're not taking them off the 53, you're just putting them to the side of the 53 to expand the 53. And that's what getting players on the positive COVID list does for you. It gives you more roster flexibility for the last week of the season. A week in which, yeah, you're gonna you want to give us some more of those practice squad names again? Some of which I didn't recognize. And uh, I should we, know we everybody got all on Eagles practice squad.
1: We got uh, what do you want? What position do you want? Offense defense. offensive line. Offensive line, we got uh, who? Who we got? I got we got. Uh, oh, uh, the best name on the Eagles, uh, Coyote Awasika. Yeah, uh, we got, we, uh, we
0: we we tried to move him onto the roster a couple times this year and didn't get it done.
1: Yeah, you got Luke Jerica is back. You got Casey Tucker back for the fifty seventh time. So those are your and
0: the six or seven cornerbacks that they've got on the list.
1: Uh, they don't have many corners on the list because they have, uh, most of the corners. They just, the Carrie Vincents of the world, uh, and the Tate Gowans and the Josiah Scott, they're on the 53. Already they actually already actually
0: playing specialty. How about Jacoby Stevens with a big tackle this past week? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Michael Clay bought him up, brought him up. I asked him a question about Sean Bradley who's injured and, uh, Andre uh Sachere, who was on the COVID list and still is. No, he got activated yesterday, actually. He's um, the only one. Twelve went down,
0: one came yeah. in. Sacheray uh, was the only guy who got reinfated.
1: But they were the two um they're the two best special teams players the Eagles have. Sean Bradley was actually a Pro Bowl alternate at uh as a special teams player. Um so, yeah Jacoby Stevens got an opportunity because those guys were out so did Josiah Scott um, Carrie Benson uh, as well one of those corners Mac McCain our buddy we got to get him on Mac Mac and Mac he's the only corner on the practice squad okay, right now because
0: yeah when when I said practice squad I meant practice squad and or guys who are getting deactivated way too often on a continuous basis because that's what happened with a bunch of guys that they have on the 53-man the roster as of right now. Uh, Jesse, if you go with me on this one, J-Mac, uh, I believe the Eagles released from the practice squad yesterday. Maybe they had another guy, uh, their uh, backup kicker.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt McCrane, another Mac. Yeah. Uh, a, there's too many Macs.
0: Another guy. Matt
1: McCain pick. and Matt McCrane. Say that. Uh, Couldn't pick
0: either one of those two Macs out of a lineup if you gave me a head start, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Uh, So I'm guessing that the kicker yesterday, Mr. Elliott, was not told to go over into the COVID test line. They didn't want to take a chance with him, that he was going to get a positive test and not be able to get cleared in time. So they told him, no, no, no. Go to the room with the quarterbacks. We got a four-room set up down there. We got three quarterbacks in each room. You take the fourth room by yourself. He had no chance of testing positive yesterday because they kind of need him, right?
1: Yeah, who you know, they, they worked out a punter um, this week and a couple weeks ago as well. So they have it in the back of their minds uh, that if one of the uh, specialists tests positive, um, you know, you have a list and, Matt McCrane is the guy. They've already uh, signed him twice, released him twice. So if it was an emergency situation, they just bring him back, obviously, and elevate him. But um, the rules are easier now. So, again, they'll have Jake Elliott test uh, Monday of next week. I guarantee you the whole team's going to test. And if he fails, if if it's a positive, uh, he should be able to be back by by game day anyway. So that's that's how they're going to handle everybody, not just the specialists, the quarterbacks, everybody. But you are going to get guys who test positive. And that's why I said, on Monday of next week, Jody, we're going to be doing this show, and there's probably going to be some panic, uh, well, Tuesday, because uh, it will happen Monday afternoon. So our Tuesday show, there's probably going to be a little panic around Eagles Nation. I'm trying to calm them right now. Don't be concerned about that Monday uh, COVID list.
0: Except the one thing you got to be careful of. We didn't know till after the Sunday action was over that the Eagles were playing a Saturday game. And there will be a Saturday game next week, first day in the playoffs as well. A Saturday game and a Monday game. You've got the Monday game, there's no issue whatsoever. You got plenty of time, the five days to get back. But. You cut a little close if you got the Saturday. Yeah, but it's
1: not even like Nick Sirianni got cleared in, what, three days? It's it's not even the five days anymore. It's, um, you know, and you don't have to test out. It's basically asymptomatic. So, you know, I hate to, uh, you know, hopefully doctors are above board. Hopefully they're not James Woods from any given Sunday, hopefully. But, man, you got to be... Uh, 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 it it is, I'll just leave that out there. It is what it is with gotcha. the NFL. Guys are going right. to be on the field. And uh need one last uh, insight from you
0: before we take our final timeout. I gave you credit earlier for taking your boy Martin Franks back and asking a follow-up question on his whole Delaware situation, which you handled well, Martin handled well, and Sirianni, Sirianni handled well. I take back that credit because of your suck-up happy birthday wish to
1: J.G. <laughs> um, well, I upset J.G. the week before because of you. I didn't suck up. That was a suck-up by J.G. No, that was a
0: suck-up by you. You had to wish him a happy birthday. No, oh, All because... you guys sitting there. and I think you had the second question. So that we Well, that's why first. I had
1: to do it because he brought it up with McLean, who was first, and he said, it's my birthday. That, that was you know, what am I going to do? Not say happy birthday. That's not, uh... yeah. if you're a tough guy, you don't, but you're
0: not a tough guy, but that's okay. Um, did, did JG give you anything in your estimation yesterday?
1: Um, he gave me a little bit on Josh sweat. That's what I was looking for because Josh had a big game, uh, against Washington really started to, to turn the corner a little bit when he signed that big extension. Um, and yet, he, he always uses JG uses that phrase "train wreck." As I use "game wreck," he used "train wreck." Train wrecks a game. Um, and Josh Sweat was he was close to that. Uh, he was he was wrecking that game at at points. I think it was his most impressive game of the year. Uh, it was all over the place, um, and he's getting better and better. And he was. Uh, You know, the Eagles give out uh, players of the game only for wins, not for losses. So he also mentioned, because remember, the players weren't back till today. So even Josh didn't know. It was obvious, but he was the player of the game defensively.
0: Might have been my favorite aspect of the Eagles victory over Washington on Sunday, because you and I have talked about it a couple of times here on Birds 365, but I've been talking about it on the radio for, shoot, 20 years. The fact that defensive rushers can't get their hands up when a guy's throwing a pass, I get it. You're mano on mano. You're going up against a 350-pound guy. You want to put your body in the best possible position to be able to make a play. You can't just quick twitch it and get your hand up there. I, I've never played defensive line in my life. In pee-wee football, I never was a defensive line guy. I understand it, but I don't have personal... Uh, knowledge of it it just seems to be more doable than it is in my mind I don't know why that's the case but I've been saying it for you to get your hands up if you're not going to get there if you're not getting home get your hands up and the Eagles did that what four times they have four ratted down yeah and Josh is
1: one of those guys I mean you know the best of this era and one of the best ever at that is, is JJ Watt. I mean, he was a uh, phenomenal at it when he was in his run of three defensive players of the year. He was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. He was, he was the best I've ever seen at it, but uh, he's also six, six. That's, that's why, um, they like lengthy guys at that passers. That's why the prototype is Josh Sweat as an edge rusher. You want that six foot five lanky guy uh, who can who can bat footballs. And then there's discipline to it as well because um, you got to you got to if, if a quarterback like you you're not going to sack Tom Brady. We'll go back to Tom Brady. It's a Tom Brady centric show. He's getting the ball out. He's getting the ball out quickly on time. So you know. You have this sort of ego with certain pass rushers and they're trying to get to the quarterback and they want to get sacks and uh, you know and that's what JG talks about a lot as well is discipline on the pass rush. You have to be disciplined. There's certain weeks quarterbacks are going to give you an opportunity to get sacks. Other weeks, there's certain quarterbacks they're not going to give you an opportunity. They're just going to get the football out on time. And that's where you better get your hands up. Some guys do it, some guys don't. Some guys are disciplined, some guys aren't.
0: Right. But the thing that gets me is you're right, because uh, draft time, you're going to have every draft. We'll have our boy Rick Saratel on, and he'll say exactly what you just said. Oh, he's got length. He's a defensive lineman with length. He can potentially pass, uh, bat pass it down. And then they never do. So what the hell does it matter if you're six foot six with a 92 inch wingspan if you never get your hands up?
1: Well, that's why I,
0: picture, but you actually have to be able to get your hands on the ball.
1: That's why I talk all the time, Jody. The draft does not stop when you hand in the card. You don't get a good player. You don't get a bad player. You get a developing player. Then you got to teach the kid how to play the right way in your particular system. And that's the hard part. Obviously, there's certain guys who are so talented. They're going to be stars no matter what. But those are few and far between, and and you know player development is real, and you know it's best exemplified in Philadelphia by the offensive line, where you can see other teams uh, can't find offensive line to save your life, and the Eagles are rolling out Suo, Peta, and Nate Herbig, and they're just fine.
0: I I do this with reservation because it will get you and damo and franklin all that much more excited but i'll give credit to a cowboy player dan quinn gets some credit for michael parsons not the fact that he's an overall talent because he was that before he ever showed up in dallas but quinn was the guy who said you know i think we can use this guy off the edge which was yeah that is that is
1: actually a perfect example jody because i'm i'm going to give myself credit i'm going to I, I looked at Micah Parsons and I said, everybody's talking about him as a linebacker. And I remember I get killed for this. I go, he looks like an edge rusher to me. I don't I don't know if he's a linebacker. Do both. Um and yeah, I didn't think he could play linebacker. I thought he had to be an edge rusher, so I'll give myself credit and uncredit as well. Um, I didn't think he could play linebacker, and that's why because he's only six two. And he's got small arms, so he's not supposed to be a, an edge rusher. But there's a perfect example. When a kid has, has so much talent, uh, he can overcome some of those uh, limitations when they look at what you should be at a particular position. I thought he was an edge rusher. Yeah, he's unbelievable as an edge rusher. But I have to admit also, I didn't think he was instinctive enough to be a, a great linebacker. And he's shown he's pretty damn extent and instinctive as well.
0: Yeah, I, I spoke to Coach Quinn, and he said on John McMullen's recommendation, we thought about using him as a pass rusher. They thought he could play sideline to sideline, no. which it, he By did. The way,
1: no, they only put him at pass rusher because DeMarcus Lawrence got hurt. Remember, Randy Gregory wasn't available because of one of his 17 suspensions or he was injured. So they had nothing. at at edge rusher. And they said, well, we got to do something. Let's see if Parsons can do it. And then he he was able to do it. And then I put him right back at linebacker. When those guys got back, Um, they did it out of necessity, Jody. So I'm not giving Dan credit. I'm giving myself credit. All right.
0: Uh, The big shot. Last question uh, before our last timeout, give me 10 to one odds that Gregory gets suspended before the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> That's always
1: a possibility, oh, but I all well, well, used... I'm
0: asking for is ten to one. I'm going to bet on yes.
1: You want to bet on no? I'm going to bet on no. He's gotten to right. Remember... I got ten to one. My Remember... dollar against your ten, McMullen. Remember, Randy Gregory's biggest issue, not his only issue, but biggest issue was weed, and they don't care anymore about weed, so that helps him out. Um, I had written Randy Gregory off. I'll I'll be the first to admit. Even, even if he could come back and stay unsuspended for a lengthy period of time, I figured it's been so long you can't have the same physical gifts. I was wrong on that one. He is just, a monster.
0: Just a, pr- a prediction here. Randy Gregory's personal chef, an actual Eagle fan, comes out this week and says Randy Gregory has a uh, uh, made-up vaccination card a forfeiture vaccination. Well, you don't
1: have to worry. Of all the opportunities, there's only one. I think there's nine potential uh, ways the board falls, and the Cowboys-Eagles in the first round is only is not likely to happen. So you don't even have to worry about
0: it. Well, I, I'm i not happy about the fact that the most likely one is Tampa Bay, and I think yes. they're up against it, against that Brady guy. All right, coming back to put a bow on the show here on Birds 365.
4: This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
5: The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
6: field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, We got this.
5: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
0: All right, we're already running over, so we're going to exit stage left pretty quickly. But I got one more question for my partner. Uh, I saw on your Twitter account 18 hours ago, on second thought, at Jody McMahon was right this morning. Never ask for Tom Brady. And then you included a picture of Tom Brady. Yet you continue to stand by this foolishness. That the Eagles. No, I,
1: the, the, Jody, you're. I said I want Arizona. I'm not asking for Tom Brady. I want Arizona, the Los Angeles Rams. I said I don't want the Dallas Cowboys in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, uh, if you're forcing me to pick one of the two who I would want least, I would say the Cowboys because was, of the okay. matchup. I said Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. And then the Rams. Um, it was Chris Franklin and Domo said they wanted Tampa Bay flat out. I didn't go to that degree, um, and mainly because of the quarterback and to a certain degree the head coach. All right, so I'm still confused. How was I right? Because uh, when people were asking for Tom Brady, and mainly it was Chris Franklin yesterday, I said. I started to think about it because of the issues the Chris Godwin said Leonard Fournette's. And I said, yeah, maybe it's a good matchup, but I never went to that degree. And that's where I said on the second thought, now nah, I would still, I was starting to waver on my Arizona in the Rams. And then I said, nah, I'm not wavering. I'd much okay. rather have Cliff Kingsbury. So you, you you were
0: semi-disrespectful of Tom Brady. You were contemplating even being more disrespectful. But then on second thought, you said, he's Tom Brady. Maybe I shouldn't be disrespectful. Yeah. All right. I get it. All right still woefully wrong but i i do understand where you were coming from all right what do you got today no uh, coordinator you usually it's coordinator tuesday they moved them up on you yesterday
1: yeah that's because they moved up the uh game so everything is moved up a day um just players today at about hey you
0: want to know i just thought of this you might not have to be covid tested because they might have run out of them down there at the uh Nova Care complex
1: because yeah.
0: they tested so many which eagles. That, you know, of you're out test. You're good to go, Johnny Mac.
1: Yeah, I wish, um, which I still don't have today. I assume it's going to be tomorrow. So might be a Jeff Kerr day on birds 365. But if it is, I'll be here early.
0: We shall see. We will see you early, either in the host chair and or as a guest. We'll be back in 22 hours. We appreciate you tuning in today. If you like today's show, I didn't because I was once again embarrassed for my cohorts. Come on. It was a great
1: show. You loved
0: it. Uh, But if you did like it, if you got a yuck out of it, please like, share, uh, subscribe, get on uh, that like button, and uh, hit us up. And be right back here in 22 hours for Birds 365.
4: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.